Welcome to the Act Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast Show, bringing you over three decades of experience to dominate your league. Please welcome your hosts, Jimmy and Andy Yakubowski. Hi, and welcome to the Act Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast Show. I'm Andy Yakubowski, your co-host and two-time Steel City champion. And I'm Jimmy Yakubowski, commissioner of Steel City Fantasy Football League. And we bring you over three decades of experience to help you dominate your league. Jimmy, this is a monumental milestone show here. This is our 10th episode. Did you realize that, Jim? This is number 10. I I realize that now. (laughs) Congratulations, Jimmy. 10 shows in. and 10 10 is a powerful number. It is very powerful. Double digits now, and we haven't been canceled yet. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jim, before we get the headlines started, you know, 10 episodes in, I just want to talk real quick, ask you a question. Why is fantasy football so great? I think one of the primary reasons for me, Andy, is um, back in 05, whenever uh, we looked at starting up a league, besides the fact, obviously, having having buddies and the camaraderie, being able to get together, and then you have you know the head-to-head battles where you can just kind of like trash talk and you know, have some fun with it as far as um, who who is, you know, going to gonna take the league championship and every all the banter along the way. But one thing that really also stuck out to me is the fact that let's say you're, you're, you're a huge fan of uh, a team, whether or not you have, you know. Like Pittsburgh. Like the Steelers. Or if you have other teams that you kind of like as well. What if they're having an awful season? Um, things can get sour pretty quickly. Uh, fantasy football kind of helps keep you out of the pit, so to speak, as far as you might have a thriving team and still have something to look forward to to motivate you during a dismal season with your actual your favorite pro team. Yeah, and for me too, it's almost like uh, it's an ownership. You know, you have those guys. Those are your guys. You pick them, especially if you're in a keeper league like we are. We have one franchise tag. Jonathan Taylor is my guy, so it's just really fun to kind of manage your roster throughout the year. That is my guys. Those are my guys out there. They're they're producing for me. The Steelers, yeah, I love the Steelers. Big-time Steelers fan. But, you know, really, at the end of the day, are they really getting it done for me? Not really, except for Deontay Johnson. So, yeah, it's a good time. So let's go to the headlines. Coming out of NFL's Week 9, Brought to you by Pittsburgh Socialites, a luxury lighting company. I'm tired of being Kirk Griswold, and if you are too, book these guys. They come in 0% intrusive, 100% hands-off way to decorate your home for Christmas, and they can do a whole lot more. Odd Week 9 brought us no Aaron Rodgers, no Kyler Murray, no Derrick Henry, no Jameis Winston, no Tua Tagliovia. Did I pronounce that right, Jim? Pretty close, pretty close. <laughs> That's, that, I'm... I'm fairly impressed with your pronunciation of. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, it was you. a good effort. Uh, week nine, McCaffrey's back. No Bills offense. Yeah, no Bills week. offense. Week nine, uh, McCaffrey's back. Not a whole lot of production there, so he's sort of back. Um, Dalvin Cook. It was good to see him kind of get back into his you know prime pedigree performance. Um, and we even saw AP back on the field, scoring a one yard touchdown for the Titans after two tries by Jeremy McNichols failed in the goal line situation. 
And Jim, with the exit of Week 9, this opens up the second half of the season. There's only nine weeks left in the NFL regular season. There's only five weeks left in our fantasy football regular season before we enter the fantasy football playoffs in uh, Week 15. How about that? Yeah, it's definitely coming down to the wire uh, crunch time. Our league trade deadline is actually the 15th of November. So really winding down here within the next week. Yeah, so today is November 9th, 2021. So we've got six days left in our trade deadline. The NFL trade deadline passed last Tuesday. So whoever's on the rosters now, that's just who they're going to have to go with. Um, And as far as we're concerned, you know, with only five weeks left in the season, I'm really happy where my team's at, Jimmy. Um, My team's not the best, but it's in the top I don't know, 10% in the league. So you feel like you have enough balance across the board with all your roster positions to not really entertain a trade? No, I'm definitely looking to entertain a trade this year. Normally I don't trade. Um, I definitely have a no-trade interdivision policy, but this year I'll actually probably waive that with everything going on. My two quarterbacks were Jameis Winston and Dak Prescott. And with Jameis Winston being done for the season – you know, and Dak Prescott, his play is not, you know, the greatest uh, this week in Week 9. So, yeah, I'm looking to entertain a trade, looking for a quarterback. Um, my running backs are Stellar, Kamara, and Taylor. Uh, receivers, you know, I have Kirk and Deontay Johnson, and so I'm probably looking to get a receiver too. But we'll see what happens, Jim. I'm just really happy that I'm not in the bottom one or two or even three teams in our league right now because our league has a special, special title and reward for the guy that comes in dead last in the year and we'd love to hear from you guys if you jump on our yak brothers fan page or our yak fantasy uh football page on facebook and tell us if your league has a uh, reward for the league's worst worst team uh we're a consequence <laughs> for for coming in dead last yeah because ours is kind reward of a, a double very sarcastically right yes it, it's definitely a double whammy yeah, every time uh, I talk to uh, another fancy GM out there or another person from another league, I tell them about our, you know, consequence reward sarcastically for the league's worst team, and they always really like it. So our our punishment, you'd say, for coming in dead last is you have to pay the champs way. That's the first thing, and you have to make sure on draft day the following year you get his beer. The champ does not go thirsty. So the Steel City bitch has got to get him his beer. And also, we usually hold a public draft every year, and they got to wear a pink to support breast cancer shirt, Steel City bitch shirt. So everybody everybody loves being the champ, but everybody's more concerned and more happy with just not being the, not being the Steel City uh, bitch. And speaking of Steel City, Jim, how about the Pittsburgh Steelers' big Monday night win against the Chicago Bears? I'm a... Uh... A little uncertain on how you're having so much enthusiasm about that W last night, Andy. The game I saw, I saw a kind of a, I wouldn't say necessarily depleted secondary, but they were really (laughs) non-existent in the fourth quarter, giving up three touchdowns, letting Chicago get back in the game. Jimmy, a win is a win, isn't it? Isn't it a win is a win? I'm trying to be positive. Hmm. Don't try to grind my gears, you know? Okay. Well, a, a, a win, right. a win, yes, is a win un- yeah. until January when all your flaws are exposed in the playoffs. <laughs> oh, I'm just being facetious. Those very uh, 
flaw last night. It was an impotent offense, uh, terrible special teams game, um, minus Boz. Boz was the man as they relied on him. Three for three, 54-yarder, hits a game-winning field goal. Uh, he's got ice in his veins. He sure does like to get involved on those splash plays, it, like the fake yeah. field goal and getting a concussion. Yeah, it was a total and then rebound. recovering a fumble last night. Yeah, recovered a fumble. I mean, he's pretty... <laughs> Boss is make, making the headlines. But you know what? The games don't need to be that exciting, and it shouldn't have been that exciting, but it ended up being that. I'm just glad they did come out with a win. But, man, I mean, I guess I'm just really bitter, Jim, because I was down by, like, 23 points, and I had Deontay Johnson and Alec Ogletree. Alec Ogletree didn't end up playing. And I had no one to switch him out with, you know, but Deontay Johnson. He wasn't really involved in oh the game my. plan too much. He was not. And they and they and they robbed me of my victory of the week, and I'm very bitter about it because I was like the third highest scorer of the week in our league. And why is Deontay Johnson not the return man anymore? Just because he's the WR one? I mean, is that why? Well, I saw them have some packages for Ray Ray McLeod. So not only is he on special teams, but they're actually using him. Yeah, in, McLeod in almost cost them the entire the game last night with his uh, little what was that bumble blob or whatever. You know, unbelievable. I was listening to the game. I didn't really get to watch it a lot, but I listened to it on the radio. And I just want to put out there, and I hope they're listening, DVE has horrible coverage of the Steelers game. Absolutely horrible coverage. I couldn't even understand what was going on in the game. They have to understand the audience can't see what's going on. So when you have delays, you're not saying what's going on, and you're just him and hawing and showing your reaction. I don't know what's going on. I was left clueless as to... What was going on in the game? Then the one guy's talking about a burrito churn his stomach, everything happened bad. No one cares about your GI tract when you're listening to the football game. Unbelievable. I mean, where do they get these guys? I wasn't watching on DVE, so <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> well, I was. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't feel your pain. You know, yeah. misery loves company, all that type of thing. But um, I'm Mike yeah. Lang retired from the Penguins. You. You think you need him on DVE for football now? I think they need the Ack Brothers on DVE. <laughs> I think that's what they need, at, at the very least, if not ESPN or NFL Network. But yeah, and then you have Chase Claypool. I'll definitely give you game. some play-by-play, and I'll talk about my burrito. If that, you know, yeah, I appreciate that. Or my Carolina Reaper. I'm more of a talker guy myself. I'm not worried about the Carolina <laughs> Reaper, actually, at this current current state of mind. No, no we're not worried about that. So yeah, I mean, it, it's a win, so I guess we'll have to take it, huh, Jim? I suppose we'll have to, uh, one thing that really jumped out to me last night was the, finally, you know, we talked early in the season about, you know, how they used to chant Heath, and now it's Mooth. Mooth. Two TDs last night. Big game. I'm actually implementing him a lot more, finally realizing that Eric Ebron, his stone hands, aren't going to catch a ball. Yeah, I told you that before the season even started, but... Which is why I thought they had brought in Firemuth for having, you know, reliable hands and yep. actually receiver agility for his size as a tight end. Yeah, I'd say he's definitely a nominee for Rookie Offensive Player of the Year. I mean, the guy has really stepped up big time. So it's nice to see that Penn State alum. Now it's time for our weekly Rewind, Nail or Fail, brought to you by Yakubowski Productions, Pittsburgh-based video production company. I can promise you, Jimmy, that no one else does this in the industry. We bring back calls from last week and reveal with brutal honesty to ourselves as, quote, Monday morning quarterbacks. Everyone wants to tell you what they think will happen, maybe break it down the exact fantasy point. 
you know, Kyle Brand of Good Morning Football told you Adrian Peterson rushed for 87 yards and touchdown was just a ridiculous comment. But no one ever circles back and talks about whether they got it right or not. No one until now on Yak Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast Show. So, Jim, looking over the calls from last week, we pretty much were spot on with pretty much everything but our waiver wire pickups. I mean, looking down through my calls from last week, Saints offense under Trevor Simeon, I gave that hope. Um, he did have some production with the Saints. Kamara still got 20 points, fancy points. Also, you asked me, you furthermore asked me about Trevor Simeon and Michael Thomas. Um, and I did give that a despair because I don't see a whole lot of yardage through the air from Trevor Simeon. We talked about Derrick Henry, despair. Um, obviously, you know, he's, he's pretty much done for the year. Um, lock pick of the week. I picked the Colts over the Jets. And I said, Jonathan Taylor would rush for 125 yards plus as he'd run over the Jets. That turned out to be a nail. He rushed for 172 yards. Totally killed it. Last week on our On the Waiver Wire TikTok video, I told you to pack up AP. Um, I would say that was a fail my eyes. We'll have more on that later. Um, Jimmy told you to go out and pick up McNichols. Uh, That was a fail too. Um, We'll talk more about the running back field situation in Tennessee. And back through Jimmy's calls, he said Packers a glass house. I'd say he nailed that as they dropped to uh, the Chiefs under Colt McCoy at center. He also made a comment that AP is like Lev Bell, which that's pretty much how it's going to be from moving forward. Adrian Peterson is going to get some production here and there, but it's not really going to be a whole lot of fantasy value in that. Um, Jimmy's lock pick last week was the Ravens over the Vikings. He nailed that one. That's his fourth in a row that he nailed. And then that's pretty much it, Jim. I mean, you pretty much and me pretty much spot on. If there was calls that we got wrong, I would tell you them, but we just don't really have any. Except for that waiver wire, which that's probably one of the biggest ones. I would kind of give a, if you want to call it a mulligan, Andy, on that waiver wire. Because um, with Derek To Henry, be determined? You say Yeah, I, more or less. Really? Like, that for this we'll, week, we'll talk more about that as, later. But as I far as hope on McNichols that. and Peterson, and yes, it, it was kind of a, a night of you know lack of production. But I think McNichols really had seven carries all season, while Derrick Henry had like two hundred and nineteen. Um, so he's not really been tested or really been truly immersed in the offense. So there, there's a lot of rust to be had obviously from both players. So I would say it's more of a to-be-determined going forward is you just want to have them on your roster, but things may improve there. And this week's Rewind is Jimmy's call on the Chiefs-Packers game last week. So with or without Devontae Adams, do you think they'll defeat the Chiefs, Jim? I think whether or not he's on the field, uh, it's going to be a Chiefs win. Ooh, did you hear that? Is that a lock? I wasn't really planning on that being my lock pick. Yeah, but that's we, fine. I don't mean to put you on the spot. But we, I mean, <laughs> that maybe it will. Maybe uh, it will we'll this see. week. I'll, I'll entertain that later in the broadcast. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see then later in the show in our 2v2 against Good Morning Football. So there's a call from last week, Jim. You called it Chiefs over the Packers. You nailed that. So what do you got to say for yourself, Jim? Actually, I think there was a, um, I would call it almost like a mercy touchdown there at the end of the game. Like, I, I wholly expected the way the game was going for the Packers to get a big goose egg on the scoreboard. Unfortunately, that that's not what happened. But their offense really, I mean, really had no answer for, for anything at all. This brings us to our On the Wire, waiver Wire segment. 
this segment you can find on TikTok. Um, we do our every Tuesday. We have our TikTok video where we talk about our waiver wire uh, pickups for the week, our hardest waiver wire pickups, because the show's been delayed, so you haven't been able to get on and pick up who we told you to pick up. So you can check that out on TikTok. It's time for my favorite segment, Jimmy, Hope or Despair. We discuss the biggest busts of the week and label them either hope, which means don't lose faith in them, keep them on your roster, better times ahead, or we label them despair. Trade them, cut them from your team, it's time to go separate ways. Obviously, I don't mean cut your despair studs, but trade them before it's too late and their stock value drops to zero if your trade deadline has not passed yet. So the first guy I have up on the hope or despair chopping block, Jim, is... Josh Allen, quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. He scores two points in Week 9 against the Jags. Josh Allen GMs were salivating at this matchup and left with a big disappointment. I'd have to say, uh, same here, Andy. Um, hugely disappointed. Um, Josh Allen actually derailed my, my parlay bet I had um, with the Emmanuel Sanders getting an anytime touchdown. Oh, the Bengals is mine. That just totally just... Uh, Dropped my parlay against the Browns. I don't really understand um, the fact that there was three versus two field goals in that game. I know that one of his favorite targets, at least for moving the chains in tight third downs, Dawson Knox, uh, didn't play. Uh, He should be back next week, actually, from getting that finger surgery. Outside of him, they still had the rest of their arsenal on offense, and they've been averaging probably around, I don't know the exact number off the top of my head, but it's got to be around 30 points a game. And that's actually against good defenses. Um, Jags give up about 30 points a game and a whole ton of passing yards. Yeah, they put up six points A whole ton of passing yards. Six. So Stephon Diggs probably should have had a 200 yards receiving himself. So what do you think, Jim? Hope or despair for Mr. Josh Allen? I'm going to have to go with hope for Josh Allen. Uh, This may have been one of those wake-up games because they may have thought, oh, we can just do whatever we want whenever we want on the field instead of really taking every opponent seriously. Maybe they overlooked the Jags as thinking they could just move at will. Um, But I know after the game – Josh Allen said, I pretty much played like shit. <laughs> and I believe he said shit on, on the press conference. Well, that's good. He has some ownership on that, set that responsibility. So I also give Josh Allen hope. I think he just had a bad week, and I think this week really showcases uh, how Josh Allen really has been overrated. The Bills might want to strongly consider drafting an RB1 next year. Uh, Josh Allen, week after week, should pretty much not be regularly leading the team in rushing yards. Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, they've been really disappointing in the rushing department. Yeah, Andy, um, I'm going to throw a hope and despair player out for you. Sam Darnold, Carolina Panthers. Um, I didn't know if it was just a case of, you know, seeing ghosts again when he was in the Jets uniform against the Patriots, but uh, zero TDs, three picks last weekend, 172 yards. Sam Darnold is despair, and that's with or without McCaffrey. Sam Darnold should only be used in fantasy football if he's a bi-week replacement and you desperately need to fill that slot. Otherwise, keep this guy on the bench or package him up and get rid of him. What do you think, Jim? Sam Darnold, hope or despair? Um, despair. Ooh, despair. Despair. Double yeah. despair for no. Sam Darnold. 
no, no pondering on that one. Um, of course, to Penn State. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to have flashbacks of how well he did at yeah. USC because this is not <laughs> USC anymore in the in the bowl game. This is the big league. This is Carolina. <laughs> The next guy I have on the hope or despair chopping block is actually an entire backfield. Jerry McNichols, AP, and the entire Titans running backfield. Jimmy, hope or despair? Well, I think I answered that earlier by saying we should take a Oh, take not a officially. Not officially. Well, I'll say it again. Segment. Hope. Hope from because Jimmy. Because I would... It's to be determined yeah. with with how well that backfield does well, going forward. I disagree. I'm going to go with despair as a fantasy option. Abandon all hope for the Titans. I mean, do you backfield. do you expect them to run all over Aaron Donald? I don't expect them to split the carries three ways, and they did. So fantasy value wise, you are not gonna really gonna gain much in that department. It'll be luck of the draw completely with those three guys. Forget them. This brings us to our 2v2. As declared, it's the 2v2 Yak Brothers versus Team Good Morning Football. Jimmy and myself of Team Yak Brothers versus Kay and Kyle of NFL Network's Team Good Morning Football. Our format is simple. Each player makes their lock pick of the week, and each correct pick scores one point for their respective team. At the end of the season, we'll tie up the scores or until they concede. All right, first up, Jimmy is me. Thursday Night Football, I picked... The Colts over the Jets. I predicted Jonathan Taylor would run all over the Jets with 125-plus rushing yards. He goes for 172 rushing yards, two TDs, also added two catches for 28 yards, scores 43 fantasy points on the week. Wow. Thank you, J-Train. I score one point for Team Yak Brothers. It's now 5-3 Team Yak Brothers over Good Morning Football heading into the weekend. Going back over to Team Good Morning Football, Kyle picks the Titans over the Rams. Uh, they had a three-back committee system, so it goes from King Henry to the three-headed puppy. Foreman, McNichols, and Peterson contributed 74 rushing yards and one touchdown, and they were still able to blow out the Rams, and it wasn't through the air either. They had over 119-something penalty yards for the Rams. I mean, awful. Kyle scores one point for good morning football, making our total tally 5-4. to four. Yak Brothers up by one point. And we go back to Team Yak Brothers. Jimmy's lock pick of the week, Ravens over the Vikings. That was a nail as the Ravens were looking shaky, ended up pulling out the victory 34-31 as Lamar Jackson puts it on his shoulders again, ties up 386 yards combined rushing and receiving. Jimmy scores one point for Team Yak Brothers, bringing the score against Good Morning Football to 6-4. to four. Last, we have Kay Adams of Team Good Morning Football. She picks the Packers over the Chiefs. She believed in Jordan Love, but that love was not reciprocated as the Packers fall to the Chiefs 13-7. Miss Adams scored zero points for this week for a team in Good Morning Football. Did you happen to catch any of the Packers-Chiefs game, Andy? No, I did not. Kind of early on in that game, they showed a kind of just pan the camera to where Jordan's love... Jordan's love. Yeah, Jordan's <laughs> love. Jordan Love's mother, the seats that they gave her for the game... Pretty much at the top of the stadium, peanut heaven, the very last row at the top of the stadium wow. for for visiting. Total disrespect from the Packers to their own starting quarterback for week nine. Well, it was in the Chiefs stadium, so Chiefs disrespect of the oh, okay. visiting really quarterback's mother. That's how much I pay attention to. <laughs> <laughs> so at Arrowhead Stadium. So that would be, at least for myself, a single motivational incident for Jordan Love to be motivated to perform against the Chiefs by having my mom 
pretty much be at the top of the stadium with binoculars to see me play. Maybe she, maybe he didn't know. Maybe he didn't know she was up in peanut heaven. Maybe the whole game he was looking for her, looking for her somewhere in the front front row. Mommy, where you at? Looking to wave her to the side of the field and just to know where she was. I'm, and maybe she was too embarrassed hmm. to tell him, "Hey, the Chiefs put me way up in peanut heaven." You know, didn't want to upset him. You know, you know, before the game. Maybe I mean, in hindsight, if it were m- myself as his mother, I would have wanted been not front row. By the way, the performance <laughs> kind of panned out. Uh, you know, it yeah. pretty much got shut out the entire game till the very end. Uh, I definitely want to be farthest away where I can really not see, you know, up up close and personal what's going on. I mean, people are rough on the Jordan Love. I mean, he's, he's a 24-year-old. You know, he's, he's a young guy. That was his first start, so... Yeah, I mean, got to be better. <laughs> better luck. Next you got to be better. We're they do the, make big money. We're in the so NFL. We really should be heartless here. They make a lot of money. You got to play better, Jordan Love. Got to get it done. So, Jim, you're a perfect four for four. After four rounds, you got all four picks right. So, congratulations on that. Now we're up six to four to Good Morning Football. Um, we're up never to looking now. back. No Reaper. All right, Jimmy, it's round five, and we have a two-point advantage on Team Good Morning Football. What's your lock pick of the week? So is this like a bye week for us, Andy, where we could just like, you know, just really not pick anybody and see if, you they, mean ca- just see if they catch up 6-6? Six, six? Well, I have a better thing out there. Why don't we just not make a pick, and we'll just pick the opposite of whatever they pick on this Friday? <laughs> you want to do that? We're already up two. Let's do that. What do you Try think? it out? Yeah. Whatever they pick on Friday, whatever Kay and Kyle pick on Friday, we're taking the opposite. I like it. So that's that's what we'll wait, we'll wait for. Yeah, we'll that's have, what we'll wait for. We'll, we'll we've been so today. good at it, we're just going to have some fun with it now. Yeah, we're just going to have some fun with it. We're going to take the opposite of whatever they pick, and we'll just see where the chips lie. You know, Probably going to be good one. So, yeah. And you can catch Team Good Morning Football Lock Picks of the Week on their Pigskin Picks segment on their Friday morning podcast. And that concludes our show for the week, Jim. Tonight is Tuesday night, and you know what that means, waiver wire pickups. Check out our video on TikTok for your waiver wire pickups. Look over your roster, the entire roster, your bench, your starters. Make sure you manage that roster as you march your way to your own championship. And also make sure you tune in every Tuesday uh, on our Yak Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast show. We're found on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podcasts, etc. So find us on your favorite podcast. Good luck this week to our fellow GMs out there, and we'll catch you next Tuesday on another exciting episode of Yak Brothers Fantasy Bowl Podcast Show as we delve into the second half of the NFL season. Good luck to all you fellow GMs out there in Week 10. We'll see you next week.